everybody. Howdy, howdy, buzzards. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzzkillers. Have you guys seen that they're going to make maybe uh, bring it on into a horror movie? Yep. <laughs> what if the guy's like the bad guy? He's like, like that's his like he'll come up to you and be like Ooh, with his spirit I am fingers. spirit fingers. I am spirit fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I tried to say that in like a semi Batman voice and I just started laughing. <laughs> I am spirit fingers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey <guys>. Welcome back. <laughs> I just picture this guy with like a ski mask. <laughs> Coming out of like a dark alley. <laughs> like, I am spirit fingers. And he just like starts waving his hands. He's spirit fingers. <laughs> and I would just start laughing and that would be how I'd die. What would he do? Just like karate chop you to death? <laughs> so like what if he was like, I am spirit fingers, but his fingers were like knives. <laughs> He's actually just Freddy Krueger. <laughs> my my morbid Wait. thing that I thought of was that he would be like holding dead finger, like people's <laughs> fingers and be like, hmm. like innocent thing i was like i thought of it like it's he's like <laughs> he's got not like, his fingers he's got like somebody else's hands in his hands yeah, making them just like pennywise when he does the waving oh like he's like spare finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the dark recesses of my mind sorry guys we need to pause <laughs> we, we had to pause to collect ourselves and to do some other stuff yeah sorry i'm tie-dyeing something right now it's very important. <laughs> no, no, no. The th- I, she, she's laughing, but we got a great idea today, guys, and we have some cool things coming your way. <gasps> Be ready. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. We are so excited because we've got some really awesome things coming, and oh, oh, it's gonna be great, guys. And it's gonna be so great. It's all gonna happen like all at once, though. <laughs> I love that I have like a little pet over here. Like, if I feel sad. <gasps> oh, I didn't mean to spook you. I'm sorry, baby. Oh, I poor love Lane. You. Little baby Lane's on the spooky couch next to me. She's so cute. She's such a little ham. Oh, my God. Sure, please stop touching me. Oh, she's so cute. I love sorry, her. guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is how easily distracted I am by cats. <laughs> oh, oh, I just pulled my mic out of its stand. Hold, please. <laughs> Macy has a lot of mic issues sometimes. I really do. <laughs> it falls into my lap. Oh. I, I don't turn it on when we're trying to do our tests. <laughs> that happened just now. Oh, man. Anyway, guys, we are drinking. Nicole, tell them the cool news about the winery. So, of course, we are drinking a Michael David winery wine. We bought, like, eight of them. Well, <laughs> you, like you, three, saw, you saw the haul that we got on Instagram. We have a bunch of them, and we're drinking one of those this week, and I actually, right before we started recording, opened up Instagram, and they just announced that Michael David Winery was named Wine um, wine Enthusiast Winery of the Year. Woo! So congratulations, Michael David Winery. You fucking deserve it. Yes, you do fucking deserve wines it. your wines are... Oh, I love them. And this one is 15% alcohol, so... Guys, we don't know when we started buying wines that have high percentages of alcohol in them. It's never intentional. But it makes these episodes 
that much better. Oh, man. <laughs> so today, friends, we are drinking the Freak Show Red. And yes. here's the little description. And it has a little wolf man on the front. Mm-hmm. Like if you've ever seen um, uh, American Horror Story Freak Show, there's a wolf man. He's like, he looks like oh that. Oh, yeah. I think there's, um, a, there's a wolf man in The Greatest Showman, too, right? Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Okay. Like the Wolfman himself, this beast of a blend is wild, unruly, and like no other. Composed of Syrah, Petite Syrah, and Suzao. I don't know how that is. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss word. The S-O-U-Z-A-O. S-O-U-Z-A-O. Suzao. That's all I can think of. The 2018 showing of Freak Show Red <laughs> unveils aromas of ripe plum, espresso, and salted caramel on the nose. Medium in body, flavors of crushed summer berries, sweet tobacco, and allspice are carried through by a lengthy guided finish. <sighs> so where is this on the scale of all the mouthfeels? Uh, That's all. I what did you give it? I, I'm, I, I gotta take a sip. We tried a little bit before, but <laughs> I gotta... I gotta try it again. I tried to take a loud sip so you could catch that in the microphone. It probably just sounds really, really stupid. <laughs> there's people in their cars with their volume up really loud right now going, oh, that was just weird. <laughs> or there's people who like ASMR and they're like, play that on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who like ASMR eating sounds. They're gross. I'm sorry. Oh, dude, if Ryan is sitting too close to me and I can hear him chewing, I'm like, you need to move. Yeah, away you from need me. to move. <laughs> I'm like, I love you so much, and I don't want to punch you in the mouth. I please stop please chewing your stop food. Chewing, uh, like right next to me. <laughs> Can't anyway, it. yeah. So, ASMR <laughs> people. That is no diss. Everybody likes their own things. I, I just think it's. I personally ugh. cannot do that. No, I personally cannot do that. No. Um. Anyway, but mouthfeel. I give this a four out of five. I give it a four out of five too. It was not what I expected at first. So at first, I was like. Yeah, the first sip I was like a little like taken aback. But it's it's good. Yeah, I like it. It's not mouth drying like most reds. Oh my god, yes. We I thought mean, it we we'll thought see it after second glass how we true. feel. <laughs> we thought it was going to be though, like and because I mean some of them you could tell right away. You take like two sips and your mouth's already like But like no, it's really good. I like it's it. It's got a good after finish. Like, I don't know, it's tasting good. I I, I get the berry. I've got a pleasant mouth feel. <laughs> definitely a pleasant, <laughs> definitely a pleasant mouth feel. So in total, we've given it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I was like, I think I'd give this a four, mm-hmm. and you were like, Yeah, me too. I like it. I like it. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, Nicole. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Oh, and guys, it's listener's choice. If you didn't, re- it is for- listener's remember. choice. So, so this case. Came recommended from one of our Norwegian listeners. Ah! Um, her name is Nancy Bach. I love and it. And she tweeted at us and recommended this case. So thank you so much, Nancy, because thank you, Nancy. this case blew my mind. And I sat through it going, okay, this is going to be a weird one. And then it just got weirder and weirder. And I was like, can this really get any weirder? And it did get weirder. So oh, man. <laughs> this is such an odd one. I'm excited. And so I'm going to be telling you about Peter Vunden. He is a Denmark. Uh, man, wow, that was, I didn't grammar that well at all. <laughs> <laughs> I like tried to say a sentence and my brain went, no. Grammar, please. Nope. 
of yourself. He is from Denmark. Okay. <laughs> so he's Danish. Yes, he is. Okay. He is Danish. So his full name is Peter Kenneth. Okay. Hold on. Backtrack for half a second here. I apologize now to anybody Danish that I offend with this episode. <laughs> These are hard names and stuff, guys. Uh, there was Towns I, and stuff. I left out certain places and stuff because I couldn't even. I was like, even if I hear this, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to be able to say it. Oh, man. Without just butchering it completely <laughs> and it's not a hundred percent like you have to know exactly where it happens so i opted to leave certain names out so i do not offend the entirety of denmark oh, <laughs> oh, okay so the one the things that i do pronounce i'm sorry if i butcher them because i probably will oh. <laughs> so okay i'm ready i'm ready I'm peter ready. kenneth boston london was born February 15th of 1972. Okay. He is the son of Ole and Anna London. Ole. <laughs> Ole. O-L-E. It's an interesting name. Ole. I was. I My entirety of my notes right now, his name is underlined because it's like, this is not proper. And I'm like, haha, but it's his name. Go away. So he was born, like I said, in Denmark. Um, his father, Ole, was a military man. And before Peter was born... He had actually traveled to the United States in order um, to join the army with his brother. Oh. Yeah. So him and his brother served for a little while with the United States Army. Um, He actually lost his brother during their their service. Um, His brother ended up catching a virus while serving in Korea. Oh, man. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's awful. Um, (laughs) Excuse me. And Ole himself was stationed in West Germany where he met... Peter's mother, Anna Schaffner. Okay. Um, they got married. He left the army, and they settled. He all got a job as a bricklayer, and they started their family. Where? In, um, in Denmark. Germany. Oh, in Germany. This okay. is in Germany right now. Okay. Okay. So, in 1979, when um, Peter was only seven years old, they actually immigrated to the United States. Okay. Um, they originally tried to build a home in Germany, and the home builder, the architect, that, that's the word. Thank you. The architect. <laughs> I, I said the word home. I said the words home builder. My brain went, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> the architect. It's going to be one of those days, guys. Um, the architect actually fell ill. And so he couldn't build as fast as they needed, and they ended up going... Oh, it might have been actually, like, the foreman. Like, the construction worker dude. The head of the construction company. I'm not positive. <laughs> so that might be, like, a foreman. Whoever was responsible for building said house <laughs> fell ill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so the building was not going as fast as they needed to, and they actually ended up having to foreclose on the home. Oh, um, okay. So that was when they just said, okay, well, let's just go to the United States. So they picked up, they moved to the United States, and they settled in Ormond Beach, Florida. Hmm. Um, they were there for quite some time. Everything was kind of all fine and good. They um, had a local motel that they ran, like, the daily operations of. Hmm. Um, and they lived in Florida for about five years until 1984 when they moved up to Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Okay. Um, and... Just a few years after moving to Maggie Valley, Ole and Anna separated for a little while. Okay. Um, so Ole took Peter, and they went on this, like, cross-country escapade. 
Oh. Um, and so they picked up and they went first to Los Angeles. And okay. they weren't in any of these places very long. They went to Los Angeles, but they all couldn't find a job. They really didn't have a good time trying to settle out there. So they picked up again and they moved all the way back across the country to New York City. Okay. He still really didn't have any luck finding anywhere work. They didn't really settle very well there. So they tried their luck in Boston. Again, no luck. Okay. So they made their way back to Florida where <laughs> they actually settled in Miami. Ole was uh, um, able to find another job as a bricklayer. Okay. Um, and they stayed there. Okay. Um, Ole and Anna ended up rekindling their relationship in 1986. It's only been about two years. Okay. Um, and at this point, Peter was 14. Um, and so they went to North Carolina. They packed up Anna and they brought her down to Miami. Okay. Um, and you learn that during their marriage, Ole was not the greatest husband. Oh. Um, lots of their problems were due to the fact that he frequently abused Anna. Oh. Yeah. Um, verbally that. and physically. <coughs> and this also rubbed off on Peter. Oh. So Peter kind of became a little asshole. Um, he at first was your average child. He went to school. Um, when he got old enough, he kind of worked various odd jobs. Um, at the age of 16, though, he dropped out. This is um, 1988 at this point. He drops out of school to work with his dad as a bricklayer. Um, and this kind of brought him down an even darker path. Marijuana, cocaine, drugs, alcohol, all the nine yards. Um, so the family, again, decides they're going to move. So they leave Florida Mm -hmm. and they go back to Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Okay. Um, when they go there, Peter actually did go back to high school to finish his GED. Um, and well finishing his high school degree he began selling pot <laughs> selling pot yes oh, okay <laughs> i was like that's great because um, at that point he was a little bit older he was selling the so he would sell to all the younger kids <laughs> um <laughs> okay so the next few years were kind of quiet for the london family they didn't really have too many known issues at least um okay the true horrors did not begin until April 1st of 1991. Oh. So, I'll tell you now, this date is approximated. Okay. They believe this is when it happens, but to this day, this date has not been confirmed as okay. when it officially happened. Okay. Um, so, at this point, Peter is 19 years old. Um, and Ole and Peter have kind of become known as, like, local drunks. Oh. Yeah. Um, the police were at their home a lot. Neighbors calling on them because they were abusing Anna. Both, Both of, of them? them. Yep. <sighs> um. So, and despite and despite the fact that the neighbors kept calling police, nothing was ever done. Of course not. Yeah. So no. Abo- what did uh, we learn from the Sylvia Ligon case? Like, oh shit, right? <laughs> um. So no reports were ever written up, and poor Anna didn't get any help from this. Um, according to testimony later on, though, Anna was not so good as she seemed. Anna herself had issues. Okay. Anna was also an alcoholic. Oh. So, when she got drunk, she would get belligerent. 
and she was never really well I'm not gonna say never there was allegations of abuse but no proof of it okay um at one point when Peter was 12 he was actually briefly taken from them so that they could investigate Anna for neglect and child abuse but nothing ever came of it and Peter went back into their care do you think it was kind of just like a the two of them were just toxic I, for I each other probably I think so okay um it's odd though because it's just like it doesn't the way it was documented within the sources I was reading normally when you read about this the abuse between parents it causes much bigger issues mm-hmm. and this was almost just like swept under the rug it was just like a fact about their family that nothing was ever done about like neighbors called cops but no one ever did anything they just, like, all abused each other. It oh, was weird. It was just weird. weird. Um, and like I said, the articles I read and stuff, they just, I don't want to say they played it off, but they downplayed it almost. Okay. Like, it was just a fact. Like, like okay, like, this happened, but. but, but it was, like, that's it. I'm like, that's, that's abuse. That's, that's kind of fucked. Um, nobody doing anything about this? <laughs> just, like, nothing was done. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so. On this day in question, Anna, as per their testimony, was drunk. So while she was drunk, um, she started making comments about Peter's hair. She didn't like that he had longer hair. Okay. She wanted him to cut it. Okay. Um, They went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. She was just drunk, so he was just trying to brush her off, like, go away, mom. Leave me alone. I'm going to cut my hair. Until she decided to get a pair of scissors and try and cut his hair for him. Oh, no. So that's just she came at him with a pair of scissors. And he tried to, like, bite her off. And he started choking her. He grabbed her by the neck and was choking her. And while he did that, he broke her neck. And so she went limp in his hands. And fell to the floor. Oh no. So. Oh man. <laughs> there are not a ton of sources on this. So I've got as much as I can get guys. If people know more I'd be interested in hearing it. A lot of sources I had trouble with. Because they were in Danish. And so I tried to translate them to English. And I could get through some of it. But a lot of it was broken English because it was poorly translated. Because right. it was just like Google being like, hey, you want me to translate this page? And I was like, yes, please. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get that. nothing really explained why this happened. But Peter's father, Ole, helped him hide the body. So what? they wrapped Anna up in a blanket before wrapping her in garbage bags. He duct taped and rope around her. They drove 430 miles all the way up to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Oh, yeah. And they proceeded to bury her body in the sand by the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse. Okay. Like I said, there was absolutely no explanation why his father didn't freak the fuck out and was just like, cool, let's hide the body. (laughs) I was like, I'm reading, I was reading through this and I was like, what is happening? 
I would have been like, what the fuck did you do? Right? Like, there was no explanation. Like, there was no, like, he was in the room. There was no, like, he came home and found them like that. There was, like. It was just like, this happened, and he helped him hide the body. It was like, he broke her neck, and then he helped him hide the body. It's like, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. So they hide the body and fled to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) So they fled to Canada and remained there until things literally fell apart. Um, On November 1st of 1991, only eight months later, beachgoers stumbled across Anna's body. A storm had come through and the sands had eroded and uncovered part of her body. Oh, God. So authorities took her body. They did an autopsy. They discovered the fractured neck. Um, Fortunately, they couldn't identify her. Oh, I'm sure. It took them four months to identify her. Um, And when they finally identified her, it was actually because her German relatives were looking for her and eventually reported her missing. Mm, Okay. So you have to remember, they're not from the United States. All of their family is over in Germany and Denmark. Yeah, yeah. Um, So immediately authorities were like, well, we need to go find Olin Peter. And so... It took them a while, but they eventually tracked them into Toronto on June 6th of 1992. Oh, okay. So they found her in November. They didn't identify her till March, and it took them another three months to find them in Toronto. Um, So they went to Toronto, and they were promptly arrested, Um, and they were charged with her murder. Okay. Um. The trial didn't take place until July of 1993. Peter pled guilty to voluntary manslaughter. Um, he was originally sentenced to 20 years for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it didn't say whether his father pled guilty or not, but okay. he was charged for helping hide the body and received two years in prison for it. Okay. Um, during the trial, Peter asked to speak about his mother. And he was granted that. And he said, quote, This case has made my mom look like less of a person than she was. My mom was my mother and my friend. She wasn't a raving drunk or anything. She had her problems. But, Your Honor, no way, no how did I mean to do what happened to my mother. My dad knows that. He believes in me. And that's what matters. So he's saying it was basically an accident. I mean... Um, you had her your hands around her neck, so yeah. <laughs> How much of an accident can it be? I but mean, I was gonna say at the I same time, it's I understand it being a little weird because she was coming at you with a freaking pair of scissors trying to cut your hair, but you didn't have to choke her. Yeah, you could have just like left the room or something. So <laughs> just leave, close your door, lock it. So in 1995, Peter attempted to overturn the sentence. Um, he was unsuccessful. He did get his sentence reduced though from 20 years to 15. Okay. <laughs> and of course, the system fails us like always. Um, Ugh. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me take a step back first before I tell you about that. Oh, no. So, <laughs> I literally titled the section The Weird Interview. <laughs> in 1994, um, before his appeal, Peter was featured on a Danish television program. Oh. It was a Danish television special called The American Dream. 
and it broadcasted on Denmark's TV2. I don't know what that is. That must be a channel over there. Okay. That's my guess. <laughs> so the special was meant to showcase like the younger generations of Danish people and their immigration to the United States and their lives outside of Denmark. So during the research process for this, one of the researchers came across Peter and his news stories and the trial and was like, we got to feature this guy. And everybody was like, yeah, we got to feature this guy. I don't know why they'd want to feature this guy, but they wanted to feature this guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they wrote him a letter and asked him to be on the show, and he said yes. Of course he did. <laughs> now let me tell you, there are pictures of this. Oh, are there? And it's hilarious. And the thing is, I found it. But the whole thing's in Danish. And you could try and get English translated subtitles, but they were really terrible, and it literally made no sense, and it was gibberish. And I was like... God damn it, I wish I knew what was happening right oh now. Oh, no. So, <laughs> during, I can't, this makes me laugh. During the interview, he showed up with half of his face painted black. <laughs> what did he do? Like, put a, like, scribble on his face with a Sharpie or something? Um, Where did he get the paint? <laughs> so, right? I have no, I literally don't know. So, he did this to convey light versus dark as he read a poem about the light and dark sides of life. <laughs> <laughs> and the pictures are ridiculous. And it was funny because when I first started the research, I Googled him like I do. I always do. And I ended up in the images and this picture of him with his face half painted black came up and I was like, what is this? I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is this coming up with this case? I literally just thought it was like a wrong image. I oh was my like, god. why is this showing up? And then I got to this part and I was like, oh my god, that's him. That's <laughs> actually him. Oh my god. That's so funny. Um, okay. <laughs> so when this interview actually aired, a Swedish psychologist named Sten Lavander, he saw this. Um, and I don't know if you remember. But when I talked about um, Clifford Olson Jr. Mm -hmm. in one of our previous episodes, I talked about the hair psychopathy test. Oh, yeah. Yes. And that is the checklist to determine how much of a psychopath you are. Right, 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 right. Well, Sten Lavander, using this interview, filled out the hair psychopathy test for him. Oh, my God. Is he a psychopath? He scored a 39 out of 40. Are you? He scored higher than Clifford Olsen Jr. Oh, my God! That's crazy! <laughs> um, Clifford Olsen Jr. is crazy. And uh, just for those, I don't know, sometimes people skip episodes or whatnot, I will explain. The hair psychopathy test is a test used to rate the level of a person's psychopathic tendencies. The test consists of 20 items in a list, and each item is rated 0, 1, or 2 based on how well they relate. And... Um, the highest score is 40. The lowest is obviously zero. Um, any score above 30 is a diagnosis of psychopathy. <laughs> oh my God. And so this was administered based on this interview and it was a 39 out of 40. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> this interview also resulted in a great number of people writing to Peter. Oh, I'm sure. He became very popular amongst the Danish women. <laughs> um, one of those young women was Tina. They didn't have a last name for her. 
<laughs> At least that I could find. <laughs> her, name, her name was Tina. <laughs> All I can think of is Tina. Uh, <laughs> Bob Burgers. Uh, <laughs> your ass is grass and I'm going to mow it. <laughs> <laughs> I forget she says that. I love Tina. <laughs> Tina and Louise are my soul animals. I'm like a very good mixture between my three of them. I love Louise. Um, <laughs> I love the gif where she like laughs and the fires behind yeah. her and she doesn't have her, e- her ear, like it's her like, hat with the ears. She has like a hood. It's like the most accurate. And she's like. <laughs> I love that <laughs> gif my so favorite much. favorite gif. Okay. Sorry, um, sorry. 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 No, you're good. Tina. <laughs> he meets. Oh, he writes to Tina. He doesn't meet her. And after writing back and forth, the two decide to get married. So, oh. while Peter is in prison in the United States, and this woman is across an ocean in Denmark, they get married. How? I don't know. Zoom. That's <laughs> not, not Zoom. It's probably Skype back then, but right. Zoom. Right. So. No, wait. This is in 1994? Yeah. I, never mind. That didn't Over exist. Over the phone. Over the phone! <laughs> <laughs> you send in a tape. They videotaped one of yes. them. <laughs> I say yes. I say yes. So, you're sitting there thinking, well... He's in jail. I mean, what the fuck else can happen? So much. So much else can happen. The thing is, though, Peter's story was not over. (laughs) It's only begun. Oh, (laughs) it really has only begun. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I said that prematurely. (laughs) Like I I mentioned, the system likes to fail everybody. And uh, Peter was released from prison in 1999. Okay. Um, he was released due to overcapacity. Okay. Um, and he was promptly deported back to Denmark. Oh. So, just like his father. His father was also deported back to Denmark after he served his two years. Okay. Um. I get, I mean, I get that, right? Yeah. They were like, you're not our problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) So, when he got back to Denmark. I pulled, I pulled the microphone box. Don't do it. We're good. I'll pull this. Don't do it. <laughs> Mom was knocking shit over I here. was like, I just like leaned real quick. I know. You moved really fast. And I was like, what I do? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, Peter gets back to Denmark. Um, and he immediately moves in with Tina and her teenage daughter. Um, this uh. <laughs> did not last very long because almost immediately after moving in, he became violent with her. Just like his mother. And she kicked him out. Good. Good for you, Tina. She was like, no, fuck you. And they divorced. Good for you, Tina. So um, from here, he moved into a men's home. um, And as of now, it is fall of 1999. Okay. Um, And during this time, he frequented a local brothel. The rest of this wine is for you. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Like that TikTok video. Wee. Um, fall of 1999 yes he's frequently he's frequenting this local brothel and this is where he meets marianne peterson okay um she was a 36 year old widow she had just lost her husband the year prior and she had two sons two young sons dennis and brian um it was her and her husband who actually started this quote-unquote massage parlor that was actually a brothel okay um and 
after he met Marianne, things quickly developed into a relationship. Okay. So, we're back for round two. What the fuck is Peter going to do now? (laughs) On July 3rd of 2000, Marianne and her two sons are reported as missing to local authorities by her stepson. He contacts police. Whose stepson? Marianne's stepson. So, she has a stepson that doesn't live with her. She doesn't with somebody else. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mention him off the bat. Cause but from where? I don't know. Was it her first husband's son from a previous marriage? Possibly. It didn't say. Because it it's didn't. obviously not Peter's son. No, it's it's not Peter's son. It's her stepson. So it's probably from her husband. Okay. Okay. It, okay. Yeah. So it did I not. I just was like, what? wait, but she's she's dating Peter. Yeah. No, it, it <laughs> Peter doesn't have a son. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it literally didn't say. Okay, so probably... It just said her stepson. So probably her first husband's son. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, He had become very worried. He tried calling Marianne and the two boys. He went to the house, and there was a note taped to the door. The note said that they were going on vacation, and it had dates. He was like, we'll be back when we're back. And he's like... Oh, like Carol Ann Fugate. That's weird. That's weird. So the stepson was like, something's not right. He went into the home, and he found things just, like, in a bizarre state. Hmm. Like, not the way she would have left it. All of the furniture was pulled away from the walls. Um, There was kind of trash strewn about. There was, um, one source mentioned that he, like, went into the bathrooms, and there was, like, vomit in one of the toilets. Like, um, and he said the basement had this horrible smell to it. And he was like, something is just not right. So he went to the police. Um, Police immediately came out to the house and began a search of the home. And upon searching the house, they managed to find a few things that the stepson was not able to find. Oh, I'm sure. So they started to notice small traces of blood throughout the house. It's like the smallest of spatters. Oh, that somebody's eye, like, places. that by, like, the eye, you could have just missed. Yeah. If you're not looking for it, you're just, like, looking for people. You're walking around going, why is all the furniture fucked up? Like, you're like not, not going to see that. You're not staring at the carpet. You're not staring at the corner of the wall. But they started to notice all these weird little blood spatters everywhere. And they were like, what the fuck? And it was, like, not a lot. Just these little tiny spatters. And So weird. Okay. They, um, they go through the house. And they managed to find traces of blood in Marianne's bed, in her car, in the basement, on the bathroom floor. And they even found traces of blood on the cutting board in the kitchen and in the blender. In, in the blender. The blender? What is this, some fucking Jeffrey Dahmer shit in here? In the blender. I was like. You're making a smoothie, buddy? Like, what the fuck? I literally wrote, and the motherfucking blender in all caps. (laughs) I was like, what? What the fuck? Okay. Officers described the basement as a clean-looking slaughterhouse. Like somebody had gone into a slaughterhouse and tried to clean it. So they said there was human tissue, like they found it like embedded in the floor and there was over 100 embedded in the floor they found over 100 marks 
carved into the basement floor from what appeared to be some type of cutting tool. What? Police immediately tracked Peter down because he was not living with Marianne. He had his own living quarters. Okay. Oh, he's living in the men's um, house or whatever. I don't think he was at this time. I think he managed to get a place of his own. Okay. Okay. It did, it, like I said, there weren't a lot of sources on this, so some of the details here and there are kind of scarce. Okay. Okay. But as far as I understand, he was no longer in the men's home, but he was not living with Marianne. Okay. Um, so when they found Peter, he also claimed that they were on vacation. Said he had no idea, like he hadn't heard from them in a while, and he was supposed to go into their house while they were gone to paint. That's why all the furniture was pulled away from the walls. Um, hmm. um, despite, and this to me was odd, despite his denial of, every, of everything and at this time no evidence tying him directly to what's going on, th- on July 5th of 2000, they arrested him and charged him with murder. Hmm. Denmark is a different country. I do not know how their police proceedings work over there. Right. They could be different than us. Much different. So, um, <laughs> here you have to have probable cause to arrest somebody. Um, I don't know. This is also in 2000, so this is 21 years ago. Yeah, um, I mean, if you have, like, the littlest amount of probable cause, though. Like, it can literally be, like, mm. almost nothing. <laughs> so, right, I think. <laughs> I think so. Basically. I am not a police officer. Nor am I a lawyer. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, hmm. During this time, authorities continued to investigate Marion's house. So, they managed to conclude during their forensic sweep of this house that the family had been killed and dismembered within the home. One of the killings they believed took place in the basement, while they believed the other two took place in the garage. Um, they found an angle grinder and an axe that had clearly been used to dismember What's them. An angle grinder? <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is. I did the same thing. I went, oh yeah, an angle grinder. Wait, what's an angle grinder? Okay, what's an angle grinder? <laughs> so I know what an axe is. But. An angle grinder is actually a power tool that can cut, polish, and grind metal. So it, And it can have many attachments to it to make it do more than that. So it's basically a really strong power tool, but it's mainly used for sawing metal. So it's a really freaking strong, it's like a round blade. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So... There has to be premeditation to this, man. <laughs> you don't just use an angle grinder for, like, oh, man. They also okay. managed to find traces of blood in the large storage freezer that they discovered out in the shed on the property. So, three weeks into Peter's detainment, he changes his story. Instead of saying they were on vacation, he says, at some point in mid-June, um, because at this point the family had been missing for several weeks. They right, arrested right. in the beginning of July. Um, in mid-June, he claims that he awoke in the middle of the night to screams coming from the basement. He ran down there to find Marianne stabbing her children to death, high on drugs. He claims that he became so enraged that she was murdering her children that he beat her unintentionally to death. And he says, <laughs> my favorite part was that it said he, he claims that he really didn't hit her that hard, though, but she died eventually. I was like, what? 
Anyway. <laughs> all I can fucking think is, I'm sorry, all I can fucking think is Chris Watts. Oh. And if you guys don't know already, I have a deep, deep hatred. <laughs> we hate Chris Watts. Macy has most of the hatred between the two of us because I don't think mine could match what she has. <laughs> She's currently got steam coming out of her ears. But the fact <laughs> that same thing. Oh, she was beating her children. She was killing the kids. So I had to kill her. It's like, <laughs> did you? Did you really though? So because did that really happen? Probably not. He claims because of his past crimes, he didn't want to go to authorities because they were like, well, if she was hurting her children, why didn't you just call the cops? Because then you could have maybe pinned it on me. And well, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. He was like, because of my past crimes, I was afraid that you were going to look at me as a suspect. Yeah. So then he said he dismembered the bodies and disposed of them. It took another two months. Hard eye rolls. Before Peter changed his story for a third and final time. This time, he confesses to killing all three of them. He told authorities that around the 16th or 17th of June, he got into a fight with Marianne. He had walked into the room and Marianne was on the phone with somebody and he said that she was talking sweet. Oh, like flirting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they began fighting and the fight drew the attention of the two children. Yeah. And during the fight, he began strangling Marianne. And while he was strangling Marianne, the children were trying to get him off of their mother. And he waited until she went limp, let her go, and then proceeded to strangle the two boys. He likes that, right? So he keeps going back. Oh, killing my mother or strangling her was an accident. But you keep going back to that same Mm -hmm. fucking shit. It's weird. Because the first one, you could say, okay, I understand how that could be an accident. Yeah, it was a little bit of an overreaction, but I could see how that could be an accident. If she was drunk and being belligerent. And, and you, like, like, you, you kept being like, get off me, get off me, get and, off me. Uh, you know, a 19-year-old growing boy and his little mother. And, you, I mean, it didn't say how big she was. But you can imagine a strong 19-year-old boy holding onto his mother's neck while she's just drunk and flailing around and... Yeah, I could understand that possibly being an accident. This? Hell fucking no. No. Which makes you question the first one. Exactly! (laughs) Oh, sorry, Lane. Lane is like, Mom, I'm sleeping here. (laughs) She's mad. So, he says he broke Marianne's neck and then strangled and broke the necks of, of, um, I'm sorry, Brian and Dennis. The two sons. Um, He said... He stored the bodies in the freezer in the shed until he dismembered them. Police didn't agree with this part. This is what he told them, but and they couldn't get any more out of him, but they don't believe this part is accurate just due to the amount of blood. There wasn't a lot of blood in the freezer, but there was in the basement. The basement in the garage. Okay. And... They said, based on all of the evidence they found, it was most certain that somebody at least died in the basement. Just from the markings in the floor alone. And the human tissue and everything. They determined that it was, somebody died there. It wasn't like 
just the dismemberment. It wasn't just the dismemberment because of the way they found the blood spot. So do you think he killed them with the axe, actually, and didn't just dismember them with the axe? We don't know. He never said anything else. This is the story we have. Which is probably complete, or ho- complete horseshit. So. <laughs> complete horseshit. <laughs> um, okay. On June 19th, they found out that Peter had gone shopping. Peter purchased an axe, rubber gloves, garbage bags, and loads of cleaning products. And this is supposed to be about two to three days after he says he killed them. Okay. He told police that he went home and proceeded to dismember the bodies and put them into dozens of garbage bags. So after he put them into all of the garbage bags, (laughs) he put some of them at the curb for trash pickup. He then proceeded to take the rest of them and put them in Marianne's car. Which is why they found blood in her car. Why they found blood in her car. And he proceeded to drive around and leave bags at a million different locations. He took some of the bags and, like, left them in neighbors' trash bins, left them in dumpsters behind businesses. He even left a few of them in the trash can of his own father's house. See, his father's probably pissed off as shit. (laughs) He's like, the first time I believe you, second time I don't believe you. (laughs) And the problem is, in Denmark, they incinerate their trash. So, Which is probably good on them like good for you denmark probably saving the environment <laughs> i was gonna say it's Just not it's tab. not in the ocean so not in the ocean not putting <laughs> sea turtles like having to pull things out their nose Seriously, but at no. the same time um, shit <laughs> so so they can't prove any of this unless they go through those people's trash bins and see if they can find traces of blood so <laughs> Nicole's like, mm, we're getting, we're getting to that. <laughs> he estimated that he used approximately thirty-five bags for disposal. What the fuck are what the fuck? For one adult and two children. That's how much he dismembered them. Thirty-five bags, and that's his approximation. And ah, uh, okay. So. They, at one point, while he's detained, actually had him do, like, they called it a reconstruction. And they gave him a life-size doll to represent Marianne. And they asked him to show them what he had done to Marianne. He proceeded to squeeze the neck of the doll so hard the head popped off. You kidding me? Nope. (laughs) I was like, oh. Okay. Definitely, <laughs> this was not an accident. Your mom probably wasn't an accident either. Yikes. Okay. So, obviously, Peter was charged. And, sorry, I do just there. Legs going numb. Um, Peter's trial began on March 5th of 2001. Okay. They originally attempted to get Peter to plead guilty like he did with his mother's trial. Mm-hmm. They, excuse me, they offered him a deal. He would not take it. They tried to get him to plead guilty to deliberate manslaughter, but he turned it down. He did not want it. Um, and at this point, the case had spread like wildfire. Oh, my God. It was, it is 
was and still is one of the most talked about cases in Denmark. Because he's like the only Danish serial killer, isn't he? One of few. Very few. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so I'm, That's all I know. That's like the very little that I knew from when <laughs> you were like this person. You were like, oh, Nancy suggested a case. And I was like, what? And that was the beginning of my, I was like, looked up his name. Closed it. (laughs) Read the very first sentence. Closed it. So Peter attempted to convince his jury that he had accidentally and unintentionally killed Marianne and her sons. First of all, how do you accidentally strangle somebody? You don't. It's very hard. That's like, and that's why I'm starting to question the murder of his mother. Well, because the only way you could really say that is like basically like I blacked out. Or yeah. something like that. And I didn't know what I was doing. And then I woke up and she was dead. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only way I can think of, like, you were in such a blind rage. Yeah. That Be- you went, you blacked out. And that when you woke up, you they didn't realize what you had done. Yeah. Like, that's the only, like, or maybe being under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Mm-hmm. But according to the story, he wasn't at that time. So the only thing he has is, like, a blind, blind rage, rage, basically. Yeah. So. <sighs> And I, was, I would also like to know, how do you accidentally dismember somebody? That was my other question. I was like, hmm. Well, that's probably not part of his, like, not guilty <laughs> thing. He's probably like, yeah, I'm totally guilty of that. Like, Oops. you can't, like. Oops, cut the hand off this dead body. <laughs> like. <laughs> Spirit fingers! It comes back around! Oh, <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose, either. <laughs> Spirit fingers, okay. You started shaking your hand, like, freaking, like, Pennywise and Ant, and I was like, oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> so, okay, sorry. Of course, jurors did not believe him. Uh, I mean, I um, would hope not. And he was very easily found guilty on three counts of murder and indecently, indecent, indecent handling of a corpse. Okay. Um, That's probably, like, the one charge, because, like, you, you plead... Do you plead... Honey, I guess I don't know Denmark's rules. Yeah. But, like, hey, let us know if you're from Denmark. Um, do you, like, plead guilty on one charge? Like, all the charges are combined and you plead guilty or not guilty? Or, like, do you plead guilty or not guilty based on each charge? Because he probably couldn't really – he probably had to be like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Let us know, people. I'm saying. Hello, Danish. Send us a message. Danish listeners. Do you have answers? <laughs> do you have answers? Um, so before sentencing, the prosecutors addressed the jurors stating, quote, the circumstances, nature and extent of the crimes committed by the defendant are in a state of horror and fright. One can only respond to these as a society and take the right security measures by imposing a lifetime sentence. Mm-hmm. So they were they wanted him in jail forever. Yeah. Um, Peter's lawyers tried to advocate for a smaller sentence. Um, claiming his client's actions, while horrific, were not intentional. Okay. Again, this did not work. <laughs> um, they even actually had him mentally evaluated, just to make sure, and he was declared sane. Oh, well, yeah. that's good. Um, jurors didn't listen to anything Peter Side had to say, and um, just 10 days after the start of the trial, Peter London was unanimously sentenced to life in prison. Um, he was actually given the opportunity to appeal his sentence, but did not take it. Oh, really? Yeah. I was surprised by that. Um, okay. 
So, <sighs> lots of blame from this case fell onto the government of Denmark itself. Mm. Um, people believed that Denmark really did not do enough to keep an eye on Peter when he was first deported well, to the country. Well, because when he probably gets deported, the government probably gets some sort of a notice that they're bringing, like, a convicted <laughs> felon from you, the United States back. The United States gave them a very large warning. We are deporting this man back to your country. He was in jail for murder. They told him, they told the, co- the, uh, the government when he was coming, when they were dropping him off, the times of the flights, everything. He was escorted by guards, everything. Okay. From the moment he got off the plane in Denmark, not a single person watched that man. They did nothing. There should about be like some him. sort of parole per people. Maybe well, like not necessarily keeping up with them like they would normally keep up with their same caseload, but like that going and checking in on him. That is what the government said. They came back and said, Well, he committed the crimes in the United States, so he wasn't on our list. The crimes were not within our country. That doesn't matter. But that should, to me, that should matter. The man murdered somebody. Whether intentional or unintentional, manslaughter, whatever, he killed somebody. Yeah. You should probably keep an eye on him considering he was sentenced to 15 to 20 years in prison and he barely served, like, any time. So. Man, okay. People were very upset about that. Yeah. Um, I'm upset about it, right? So, <laughs> during his time in prison, P- Peter was assaulted several times by fellow inmates for being a child murderer. Um, oh, okay. People, yeah. That, that's, that's a that's thing. That's a thing there, too. That's a thing nobody likes anywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, one point um, was actually while he was awaiting trial in prison, um, a fellow inmate attacked him with a metal pipe and broke his nose. Um, Ouch. I've broken my nose. Oof. So. All the time. That hurt. That I don't remember so, much of it, but I remember that it hurt. Excuse me. In 2002, um, he was attacked by a different inmate with a frying pan who beat him over the head repeatedly. <laughs> Rapunzel. That's right. all I can think of. Right. <laughs> and why is that? And he's like, I'll give you the smolder. And she just whacks him with, with, with the pan. iron skillet. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, this is just like an odd collection of facts of everything that happens. After his trial. Okay. So in 2001, um, it was announced that there was a Danish publishing house that was actually going to go forward with writing a book with Peter about what had with happened. Him. Yes, with him. With him. There was a so that he can control the narrative amount of backlash to this. Yeah. And they almost immediately dropped the deal, but they quoted they were quoted saying it wasn't enough quality content to write a book. Okay. Um. I think it was because of the backlash. Probably. <laughs> um, I mean, most likely. <laughs> in 2008, he married another woman. Aww. Her name was also Marianne. Her name is Marianne Paulson. Um, this marriage lasted 11 days. <laughs> okay, Kim Kardashian. She filed. <laughs> oh my God, that was mean. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she she she's very smart she i didn't mean to make that for, she filed for divorce claiming he had lied about another woman during their very brief manage that marriage sorry that turned out to be his girlfriend the man's in prison <laughs> he's got, getting like multiple he's got so many women <laughs> he's got so many ladies um in 2011 
he changed his name to Niels Schaffner, which is his mother's maiden name. Fuck um, you! It's like Harry Potter. How dare you stand where he stood? Right? How dare you stand? How dare you take her name? Right? Um, and in um, May of 2011, he married again to a woman named Bettina. <laughs> and <laughs> their marriage lasted until October of 2017. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen a Muppet Christmas Carol? No. What? <laughs> Something I said has made Macy laugh very hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Muppet Christmas Carol. Kermit, he's married to Miss Piggy. And they have all of their boy, like boy children are frogs. And all of their girl children are pigs. And I just, I feel like maybe that should be switched. But, just personally. But <laughs> they have twin girls named Bettina and Belinda. And she, they're like, the, and so like they all have like the Miss Piggy voice, but like versions of the Miss Piggy voice. Oh my She's god! She's like, I'm Bettina, and I'm Melinda. Oh my god! <laughs> Your boyfriend loves this movie. I don't know how you don't know this. I slept through most of it when he <gasps> played it at Christmas time. I'm sorry. He has this habit of putting on movies at like eleven o'clock at night and being like, "Why don't you want to watch a movie right now?" And I'm like, "Because I'm fucking tired, bro." Well, there's <laughs> Bettina and Belinda. Anyway, sorry. Um. I've never heard that name in real life other than that movie. <laughs> so uh, it made me giggle. Um, so October. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, their marriage lasted until October of 2017. They were married about six years. Okay. Um, a few times he had extra, ta- uh, extra days tacked onto his life sentence um, because every time they searched his cell, they were finding marijuana and pills. How? Um, Where are you getting those? Right. Um, he later changed his name to... Again? Yes. Yes. Okay. To Bjorn Scoundmore. Is it B-J-O... B-J-A-R-N-E. Bjorn. Bjorn? Okay. Scoundmore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I couldn't find a date for this one. What do you do? Just contact your lawyer and be like, I want to change my name. And, um... <laughs> My favorite part of the story, three times he attempted to sue somebody for insulting him. All three times he was exceptionally unsuccessful in this. <laughs> um, the first incident I could not find a date for. He attempted to sue a reporter who called him a psychopath in an article. But he is. I know. By that test, but a <laughs> psychopath. So the second was in 2008. He attempted to see to sue a television host who called him as callous as you can possibly be. <laughs> I, I really don't know. And the third time was in 2014 um, when a news host actually accused him of being the one responsible for smuggling the marijuana into the prison. Um, and this time not only did he lose... But this was while he was married to Bettina, and him and Bettina had to pay the court fees for the two he accused. Bettina's probably like, fuck you. That's probably why she left. <laughs> you, you took my money. <laughs> You're in jail, and you took my money. Goodbye. Um, so, final fact is, despite searching over 8,500 tons of waste, Marianne... Dennis and Ryan's bodies were never recovered. They never found any uh, trace of them. Peter, I, I have a feeling that 
the whole garbage bags thing is not true. I don't know. I don't know what to believe, to be honest. I just think it's weird. What the fuck are you using the fucking blender for? Um, if you are, like, what the fuck? I, I don't know. Okay, sorry. Keep going. No, it's okay. Um, Peter London, or Jorn Skansberg, as he's known right now, um, is still resides in jail in Denmark, and as far as I know, he is not eligible for parole. But yeah, so he's uh, living his li- living his days out in jail. That's it. He's not dead or anything. Nope. Okay. Not as far as I know. What a weird case, right? What a weird case. I uh, yeah. Now that like you, now that you've said that he killed those other people in that way, in that way after snapping. I wonder, I like, I have, I mean, because like I said, it, it didn't say whether his father was like in the house, in the room, not at home when this happened, but he helped him hide the body. It was like, there's no one to prove what actually happened. We have his word. As yeah, nothing else. Young. So anything could have happened, he, and he just told so his dad that she could have been harassing him with a pair of scissors, but not in a way that was any form of violent, and he could have snapped. Hmm. We don't know. So weird. What a case. Thank you, Nancy. Yeah, seriously, Nancy. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. That's so fucked up. It's so. Oh man, I want to. I want to show you. What are you showing me? Are you showing me the, the face? I want to show you the face. <laughs> it's like does it look like a yin yang? <laughs> he looks it. Okay, let me let me describe. All I can think of is like a yin yang on his face. So like, guys, okay, let me. This is how I'm gonna describe this image because you can't see this until I put it on Instagram. <laughs> took a sharpie. It looks like a scene out of like a bad eighties movie. Oh, okay. And it just like let me see, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the guard standing behind him. Mm-hmm. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have it on for the whole thing. Yeah. He paints it on. Did you see this? He paints it on while he's on the thing with them. Where'd you get the paint? <laughs> the guards are just like, here you go. <laughs> paint your face, you freak. Paint your face. <laughs> like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. He's such a smug little fucking look on his face, too. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand it. And he gets, like, right up into the camera and is like, and he's painting it, looking <laughs> at himself. <laughs> oh my god! It's so bizarre. Like, what are you getting acrylic paint? <laughs> yep. And just let it dry in your face. That, I literally like. like <gasps> no, can you imagine seeing that picture and not having any context of what was happening in that and moment? You're like, what the I fuck was is like, this? What in God's green earth is this? <laughs> what keeps popping up? What is it? Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, it was so bizarre. It's such but a weird case. I don't know. I, f- I honestly wonder if they just didn't get to the bodies in time. I, I mean, it took them forever to realize that they were missing. He and he definitely. I mean, he definitely dismembered them. Definitely dismembered them based on all the axe marks on the freaking floor. But 
I'm not sure he did it the way that he said he did it, though. It's just so odd. Like, why the blender? What the, yeah, board? like, what the fuck did you use the blender for? Like, if they're going to the incinerator, did you really need to put did it in the blender? Did he know, though, about that? Probably. Good. That's just, like, where all trash goes in Denmark. It's probably huh. common knowledge, I'd imagine. I mean, I'd hope. You'd hope. <laughs> but it was just, it's so bizarre. Man. It's like, y'all are... <laughs> Y'all are suggesting some cases that have me scratching my head. Drank my wine very slowly. Yeah, well, you have a whole nother nother glass to go there, girl. I know. I'm done. I know you are. No, I've still got a lot. (laughs) I'm not alone. (laughs) But, guys. All right, I'm on my second glass, okay? Guys, I hope you're ready for next week. I hope Macy didn't just A, blow out your speakers or break your eardrums. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no little sound wavy. <laughs> I got away. I'm so excited about this, you guys. I'm so excited, so excited, so excited, so excited. We have something seriously cool coming your way next week, guys. We are so, so excited about it. And it comes with like. I mean, we're excited about this too. Like we've got, <laughs> oh, we've got this big, exciting new thing next week that we're going to do. And then like. We've got a couple other exciting things that come along with it, and we just, we have been waiting so long to tell you guys about this. I cannot Since wait. Since Easter. Easter weekend. Literally Easter weekend. Ah! I can't wait. I'm so excited! I've been waiting to cover this case for a really long time. It was one of the ones that I told Nicole from the beginning that I wanted to cover. <laughs> so, um, but we have something, like, super special planned for it. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. It's just going to be really, really awesome. Um, we have a lot of, like, information that's, like, direct. This uh, that's all I'm going to go. That's all I'm going to say. Guys, I can't give it away. Just be excited, okay? Because just be ready. This is going to be – it's going to be a much longer episode. Very much longer. Um, It's going to be – insanely in detail it is gonna have some really cool and some of this like really awesome stuff that we've been telling you is going to be like happening is happening in like tandem Mm -hmm. with this episode this episode starts a big a big transition period for monsters (laughs) we are so excited i i mean i'm excited about this episode too Mm -hmm. because this was our like like thank you nancy like really seriously we love you so much and this case was like fucking weird it was really weird. and thank you for blowing our minds <laughs> i just that was like yeah, so the so jordan cool. re- recommended the sylvia likens one yes and stephen queen's record like we know them you know so like but they recommended them and you know brian schaefer blew my mind and yeah. like really i didn't know what to do and some and then obviously nancy recommended this one and then the next week. Ah, it's so hard not to just be like, this is what we're doing. The person who recommended this. I'm so excited. <laughs> Macy's like, how do I say more without saying anymore? I'm so excited. I can't say anymore. I'm not going to give it away. I'm like, a, I'm like a person that loves spoilers. Like I looked up what the conjuring was about before I saw it. Like, because I wanted to make sure it didn't have anything to do with demons. And it totally did. But I went and saw it anyway. Um. <laughs> But this, but this I, I'm not going to give you a spoiler with this. I'm just, 
gonna tell you it's gonna be fucking awesome it's gonna be so it's gonna be fucking awesome, awesome. man and I'm, I'm pumped i'm really really pumped it's gonna be good it's gonna be good it's gonna be amazing <laughs> i'm so excited, I'm so excited oh my guys. god anyway. you guys we have been waiting for this for so long oh uh, we but, have been waiting for this for so oh my long. god but i mean we, easter this weekend so the be- very beginning of april we've been waiting for this month and a half it'll be two months by yeah. the time we by the time it like comes out yeah yeah don't oh, get me talking about it. I'm I hope we have you guys hyped enough. <laughs> we are hyped. We are on our own hyped. So. Oh my gosh. But yeah. And then we'll have a new topic after that. I know. We haven't decided what We have yet. not decided on it. We're we should do that this week. We probably <laughs> should do that this week. <laughs> we should do that this week. We've been so caught up in so many other things. Guys, this month was hard. May, like, it was, May a, was hard. It's been a busy few months we hit we hit the period of a little bit of few holidays and a couple like holiday family stuff going on and like so we had easter and then we had your sister's engagement party and then we have mother's day and like i went home and you've gone home and like we've just been all over the place with stuff to do and we've been preparing for next week and like it's been kind of a hectic time. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so worth it. It's so worth it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't even I can't even talk about it. We can't talk about it anymore. So I'm gonna give it away. I cannot wait. Okay. So where can you find us? <laughs> <laughs> Share with us, Lizzie. We have our lovely link tree up here. On our beautiful link tree. On our I, beautiful I recently thing updated. That okay. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. At Buzzkillers Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Was there like a Buzzkillers Podcast already taken? No, it was too long. Oh, it was too long. I could get, but I got Buzzkillers Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> and you couldn't put the T, and I was like, son of a bitch. Okay, I always wondered what that was. <laughs> okay, YouTube. Please, please, for the love of God, we love you so much. Please subscribe on YouTube. We've gotten a few new ones. Have we really? Yes. <gasps> if you like us on YouTube, if you subscribe on YouTube and we get to 100, we can make our own customized URL and it won't be so difficult to find us anymore. Right now, you have to put in your little search bar on YouTube, Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast, and you can find us. I am a failure. Why? I wasn't doing the, 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 the ghost sound. I waited. I know you <laughs> did. For like a hot second. I just realized. I was like, it's fine. Nicole, it's you fine. missed your fucking cue, woman. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So where you can listen, anywhere you can find your podcasts, but more specifically, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music slash Audible, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and our host platform, Podbean. Oh, yeah. You can also go to our website at www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. And on there, you can read a little bit about your hosts here. You can read about the wines that we drink. We'll be posting about the new freak show in a couple of days. 
You can listen if you'd like on our website, and you can also send us a handy dandy contact message. Mm-hmm. There's a little contact page on there. You can write us a message, and it will come directly to our email. If you don't want to do that, and you just want to send us an email, please just email us at www. Oh, sorry, no, 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 that's not it. At buzzkillers <laughs> at gmail.com. Buzzkillers podcast. Buzzkillers podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. <laughs> buzzkillers podcast at gmail.com there we go um <laughs> i did it um and that's <laughs> www.buzzkillers at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> wait yeah, wait wait well i was talking about the website well, and then i got like confused <laughs> we did all of this live friends <laughs> so you see like a little glimpse into my brain every week <laughs> same though <laughs> But um, we love you guys so much, and we are, and I know we say that every week. We are just so grateful that you guys continue to come back and think that we're cool, think that Mm -hmm. we're funny. Um, Send us a message. Send us your thoughts about this week's case. Send us your thoughts about any other case that we've covered. Send us um, case recommendations. Send us your own stories, whether they be paranormal or true crime or whatever. Um, Send us case i said that send us <laughs> topic there we go that's what i was thinking the topic wi- recommendation the wine has gotten to macy's brain <laughs> yes it's 50 percent alcohol <laughs> i drank most of mine so far i only had like a couple sips i'm playing catch up <laughs> they can you can always hear when i'm like taking a sip and i'm like trying to like talk and stuff <laughs> but um yeah we're so excited about next week we're so excited about some things we have coming up <sighs> Um, we hope you're excited. Like we said, just send us some love. Send us whatever you want. We are just so open to whatever. Mm-hmm. And your message will probably get a, a response. response It'll us. probably get a very excited response. Oh, my God, hi! Possibly written in all caps with a fuck ton of exclamation points. I'm just going to say <laughs> hi with, like, 20 eyes. Hi! <laughs> it's a, have you seen that, like, TikTok video where it's like, Hi! Hi. It's a, they, okay, so that is a, a it's that wa- cat bug. It's that watermelon sugar. Hi. Cause no, that's, well, that's the that's, well, that's the like, thing. That's the song, and then they like took the high and went over where he says hi. It's a little song. kid, but there hi that little kid. It, funny enough, is from this show. I can't remember what it's called, but the character is named Catbug. Is that Adventure Time? No, it's not. Um, if See, you guys know, know what this I is, I don't know these shows. I remember <laughs> Catbug. He is so cute, and he's played by like a five-year-old boy. He that's is adorable, so cute, and <laughs> yeah, that's him like as Catbug being like, "Hi, hi, hi." <laughs> it makes me laugh. Anyway, that's it. So yeah, until next time, guys. Don't be a buzzkill. Don't be a buzzkill. Be a buzzard. <laughs> be a buzzard. <laughs> I love it so much. That doesn't make any sense. It literally doesn't, but we said it last week, so we're going to keep saying it. Yep. (laughs) Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by BK Creations, LLC.